0: we used to play Nintendo 64 or like the PlayStation one and things like that. And we always wanted a cheat code because we wanted to get to like the next level. And I remember I always, my brother would be like Sammy or Sa is what he called me. He's like, I, I got the cheat code and we would go to the next level. And then when we beat it, we're like, well, what now? And so a lot of times in dating, we, we tend to just want to, The cheat code to
1: the next level. We we want the
0: cheat code. We're like, okay, how do we get and then we get to a point where we thought we wanted to be and we're like, ah, we missed that.
2: What's up, fam? Welcome back to our channel. My name is Tim. This is my beautiful wife, Pauline, and you are tuning in to another episode of the W Podcast, where you get wisdom and the world with the... Wheeler. Hey, so we are so excited. We have another amazing guest this week. Honestly, we've never had guests like this before. <laughs> we are introducing to some, some people you already know who they are. But Sammy and Brittany Gomes, we're so excited. They're the founding pastors of Frey Church. I hope I said that right. I think I did. I tried to do my homework. Frey Church (laughs) in Athens, Georgia. It's going to be an amazing church. So if you're in that area, we know we got some people in Georgia. Definitely. If you're in that area, we definitely uh, ask you to check it out and we'll let them share more about that. But without further ado, let me bring on Sammy and Brittany. How y'all doing, fam?
0: Hey, how are you?
2: Doing well, wow. welcome. Thank y'all so much for joining us today. Uh, like I said, absolutely, you all are about to drop so many wisdom, and just we're excited because we know that y'all been married for 12 years. And I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I want y'all to tell y'all story, but that's a yeah. long
3: time.
2: That's a lot of y'all been through a <laughs> lot. We dated before that,
3: so you, you guys have known yeah. for a while, but I think that there's so much um just trust. I'm sure that has been yeah. tested in that oh, time. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we're excited to hear more about y'all love story, how the Lord brought you together, what you've learned, all of those different things. But this is all, even though y'all have been married for 12 years, y'all know, y'all listening, this is a dating podcast. So we're yep. going to get into the beginning. So, and I love when we have both uh, halves of the couple here to verify the story. So there's no, <laughs> there's no like confusion. Her side and his side. So, so Samuel, welcome. We would love y'all. Just start us at the beginning. How did y'all meet?
0: Yeah, I think you should go with that one. Um, (laughs) So,
1: we um, both had gotten out of relationships. Um, We're still teenagers when we first met, Um, and even though uh, we've gotten out of relationships, we I was just became a Christian um, prior. I think back in March, we met in August um and nope. he had grown up in the church and so um I was kind of on this like new high for Jesus and um was kind of like I'm not going to date anymore I got myself back in college um and he was kind of doing the same thing I was like I'm not going to date I'm just going to focus on my relationship with um God and um my aunt and uncle uh were the only people that I knew that went to church in my family uh so I reached out to them and was like hey um, you know, are y'all still going to church? And they said, yeah. And So I started going with them. Um, and they were like, uh, uh, this guy, Sammy, he's like really great. And I was like, oh uh, like, I'm just not really interested. And kind of like your um, <laughs> other guest that was on about had her list. I had my list of like, you know, has to be taller than me. Needs to be older than me. Like I will not date somebody younger than me. And they're like, yeah, he's like, um, 18, 19. And I was like, oh, okay. Um I was 19, about to go to 20. Um, so you are a <laughs> year older than him or two? I'm two. Okay. Two years older than him. Yeah. Um, and so uh my uncle, um, they did like this youth challenge week thing. And so um he got me to be on his team and Sammy was on the team too. Yeah. Um and it, they connected us and then yeah. uh, we exchanged numbers that like the week, the end of the challenge week and then um, stayed up to like three, four in the morning and
0: uh, chatted yeah.
3: And then
1: y'all you know, remember
0: like, the old times, right? Know, Stay you on the, calling, the phone. Yeah. 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 4 a.
3: Yeah, on the phone with each other. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. <Yeah. laughs> um, yeah. And so um, after that it was kind of like, um, we actually did read this book. Um, I always hate mentioning it now because he went kind of off the railroad tracks. Um, (laughs) But boy meets girl. um, And it was about courtship. And so we just chose to like really decide to do things differently than what we had done in the past um, and really put like our firm foundation on Jesus. And um, like, hey, we were, you know, going to set strict boundaries around like what our relationship and dating would look like um, to hold us accountable, keep us, you know, you know, from the temptations that obviously dating, um, in a serious relationship can bring. Yep. Um, and so we wrote that books together and,
0: um, long distance relationship, by the way, yeah. I was West coast of Florida and she was Whoa, central Florida. Really? So it was
3: okay.
0: two and a half hours difference. So she was central. I was West coast, yep. Bradenton beach. And so we were reading this book and then we'd get yeah. her on the phone and discuss our notes wow. and how we wanted our relationship to look like. Yeah. And so, um, it was, think, it was it yeah. was a cool interaction for sure.
1: I think, uh, you know, some we actually just had a conversation with our oldest daughter the other night about us being different and just holding true to like our convictions and not going based off what society says. And I think if you want something that's different than like what you're used to and what has been in the past, then you have to do things differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is what we chose to do. We chose to, you know, get mentors. We chose to let them know what our boundaries were, um, how we were going to like stay friends and keep uh, intimacy. Out of our relationship um, until we got married. Um, and just a lot of different things that we had set in place. But that was the beginning. I was uh, 19. He was 17. I always told my friends, I was like, you don't need to know how old he is. <laughs> um, yeah. like he to sure. oh,
3: stop <laughs> it. Oh, stop. I mean, that's <laughs> the you guys
1: probably- It was
0: so funny because her aunt and uncle, they had known me for a while. They were like <laughs> leaders. And they're like, maybe 18, something like that. And I remember her asking me my age. And I still remember the phrase. I was like 17, unfortunately. Like that was literally the phrase. And um, I didn't know she, she was asking me. I know. But at the time, I didn't know she was asking me the age for that reason. So they were all playing matchmaker uh, in the background. Uh, yeah. And I'm this 17-year-old kid just walking around youth group, just thinking she just asked me for my age. But um because I was always like the baby of the group. So I'm like 17, unfortunately. I mean yeah. I'm 17. <laughs> but um yeah, that yeah. was that was it. And um I love that her aunt played matchmaker because they also became our mentors. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so um I th- and in that season it was needed, yeah. Um, because I was young trying to figure out dating and serious dating and growing up without a father in the picture my whole life I'm like how do I do this right you're figuring that out for yourself and so a lot of times we we literally negate the things we need in the season because we think we can do it better Um, and I think me staying humble and saying you know what I don't know about this dating thing and it's okay to get mentors it's okay for them to come on a date with us <laughs> Yeah, it's okay for me to sit with her uncle and her to sit with her aunt and me be across the table from her it was like she said we wanted to see something different and so we did things different yeah. and um i think that kind of was the guardrails
2: mm-hmm. yes
0: we had moments that we hit guardrails and made some bumps and bruises and scratches, but we still had guardrails. Right. And if we want great relationships, I think we need to establish great guardrails. Um, And that comes from people in our lives, but also things we put in place.
2: Yeah. So. Okay. So y'all just dropped. Y'all just was bam, 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 bam. Giving us (laughs) all of these gems. I got to slow down a little bit and go back uh, because I want to make sure we get everything so you met 17, 19. How long did y'all actually, yep. how long did you actually date?
0: We dated two years. Well, yeah. a year and a half. Then I proposed and then it took the full two years we got married.
3: Yeah. So, you're so in yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. So you were almost, almost 19 and 21 when you were married. Yeah. yeah I got married
0: at 19. She was 21. Yeah. Yeah you different, bro.
3: That is brave. <laughs> what, yeah. was that, what was that like? Because, I mean, Brittany, you shared how your aunt and your uncle were the only people close to you who were following the Lord, who were actively kind of like in the community and in and, and, and church and things like that. So I'm getting the sense that, you know, you didn't have a lot of friends that were <laughs> following God yeah. and um, probably dating for marriage, you probably were just having a good time and doing what teenagers sure. do. So, what was that like for you all? Like, Sammy, were you in the same position where you were like, hey, I'm kind of like, I don't have anybody around me to be supportive of this life that I want to live pursuing Jesus? Like, what was the community factor like? Because not only are you being unusual by following Jesus, but you guys are also essentially teenagers when you meet. Um, yeah. Making friends, obviously friendships are so weird <laughs> as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, having Christ <laughs> in that. So what was, did you ever feel lonely? What was that like for y'all?
0: Yeah, I would, I would say definitely I was in a different place. Um, I had a, a strong community at church. Mm-hmm. Um Like she said, I was raised in church. And at the time I was heavily involved in my youth group. Mm-hmm. I had my youth pastor. That was my mentor that I looked up to a role model. I had a, uh, her uncle, I had our senior pastor, our worship leader. There were many older guys that I looked up to and that I hung around with a lot. So I was a teenager, but I, was a, uh, I think I'm an old soul and that's what people yeah. say a lot. I just hung around older guys and I gleaned from them and I really liked to be around them. So I had a strong community, um, but as a teenager, <clears throat> I was still like at times with friends, right? I was one step out one step in it's mm. like you had the excuse like I'm reaching them but you never did the reaching you, <laughs> you, they just grabbed grabbed you in right and yeah. I was like eventually they'll come to church so it was like that one step in one step out but um I think the the community I had placed around me kind of still kept me you know centered the best that they can um she came from a completely different background and so that was like, I'm I'm glad we we did what we did because that helped. But if you yeah. wanted to share, a little I mean, bit about that,
1: I think uh, you know. Again, I feel like we're in the season of like you know teaching our oldest daughter about like quality versus quantity. And so we I feel like had what we needed in that season. Um, and for me, it was really only my aunt and my uncle that I could really like look at. Um, some kind of like godly like relationship Um, and I didn't really have like too many I was coming out of like a really uh, not dark season um, but like not a great season
0: of life of you should tell um, them that because I think that that's going to help a lot of people listening to that like that was dark season but going a little deeper than that because one thing that we we had to work on a lot was trust And that's one thing that people struggle with so much. Especially now. (laughs) Um, Especially now. Um, I mean, we dealt a lot of dating and courting face to face. Now, people are, (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of different ways to date. And so trust is not easily given or received. And so um, let them know a little bit about that and how you walk that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I um, grew up in like a broken home. We, you know, my, my mom has been married several times. My dad's been married several times. Um, and, you know, I don't know how explicit I can be on this like podcast or like what I can say. Whenever, so, okay. Um, I'm like a very like transparent, like uh, person. It. it's hard for me. Uh, yeah. So, um, and so kind of growing up, it was kind of like, Hey, just, you know, don't have um sex because like you just shouldn't it was not really like a like what is it doing to your your heart and like you're giving away things and you know the lasting effect it has on on you for like you know the rest of your life um and I think like you know going into relationships it was you know what can I offer you um and so coming into a relationship that was like different um (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this guy has to be gay because, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's
3: not like. No, that's so he's not pursuing me, huh? That's so real. Like he doesn't want yeah. me. Like what's wrong with? He that? doesn't want to like, sleep with me, yeah. and I'm like,
1: oh that's my so- gosh, like this is. Like what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, is it me? Like, yeah. but it was like this whole like mentality shift for me to be like, okay, no, like a guy and a man of God who truly like is looking for a wife and <clears throat> like respects women is like that's not like their first thought. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, like, like so, like, so straight. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um
1: And so just like the trust around, like, you know, I'd been cheated on several times. Obviously I was young um, Mm and, you know, there's, yeah. um, I mean, there's just so many different things. I mean, I had seen, you know, from close proximity to like relationships that, you know, had stepped out on affairs and things like that. And so I kind of always just had that mentality that like all men were the same um, and like, it was bound to happen. um, And no matter how good, like, It just seemed like, you know, at some point in time, this was going to happen. So I would say, like, the first, like, five years um, were just, just, like, really rough. I saw in one of the question interviews, like, what was our first year of marriage like? And, you know, so many people were like, it's the newlywed phase. It's so great. And I always say, like, that was our worst. Mm -hmm. That was our worst year of marriage. Um, You know, you're taking two broken people um, and then bringing them together to be one. And there was so much brokenness and so much healing and so much growing up, honestly, that we had to do. Um, I mean,
0: I was nineteen. she was twenty one. and then
1: we put a baby in the mix. you know, a year later we having later. our first
0: a year later, we were having our first baby. Okay, I you're mean, pregnant. we were
3: Your
1: first. yeah, birth.
0: and then we're both working full time. We're both going to school full time, trying to get our college degree. And it was just like, It's a lot. It's a lot right now. Right. And so um, what she said about just the uh, the trust part was really big because I had to I had to choose at the age of 17, 18 and Mm -hmm. 19 to say, no matter how many times you say, I don't trust you with this. I had to commit to say, I am going to do whatever I can to change that.
3: You change your mind. and
0: a lot of times uh in a dating relationship we just take someone's perception at what it is
3: yeah
0: and we may not get committed to it because that was her perception but it was my job to change that wow because i knew me she didn't know me yet right so i i had to tell her this is who i am but then i couldn't just tell her i had to prove it yeah and so i had to prove prove that her perception of me was wrong. Right. And so if we feel like it's valuable and if we value the person, we're going to prove to shift their perception. And so, because we want them, right? If it's not valuable, then we'll just let it go. Right. (laughs) And so at 17, 18, and 19, I had to say, I'm committed to this thing.
1: Yeah, I look um, back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, like... (laughs)
2: What a... <laughs> What well, are we doing? So, <laughs> oh, what are we doing? So this is good. Um, And y'all said a couple things in there that I really want to touch on. First of all, thank you for your transparency, your vulnerability. Like, we really do appreciate that, and we honor it. So, and I do think it's going to help a lot of people. So, one, from your perspective, Sammy, you just kind of went into it. How did you... Get an understanding, or how, what? What was it about Brittany that made you be like, "All right, I am going." She is worth. Let's just be yeah, honest; like she's out, worth yeah. this investment. Because there's some people who are watching this and like, "Bro, uh nah, you're you not doing all that." Yeah, yeah, it's too much. But for some people, <laughs> for some people, they may need to have to put that investment in in order to get the marriage that they're looking to have. Yeah, what was it that made you say this is worth me being able to put in the effort that it takes? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great, man. I think for me is um, I'm a very passionate person and I'm a visionary. So I see I tend to see out. Right. And when I first saw her and met her, I just knew like I I am going to pursue her. Right. And pursuit takes work. Mm. Um, I think we we tend to lose that value of what, what pursuit truly looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, so get out of relationship real quick. And if we can go into like investing with money, right? We invest in what it would turn out to be in the future. Okay. We don't invest for right now, right? We invest in stocks knowing that in five years is going to double or triple or quadruple the amount we've put in. And so it's worth it doing right now. Right. And I think if we see relationships in the same way, I knew what I wanted mm-hmm. and I knew what I wanted God to do in my life and with my relationship. And so for her, it was more like, man, if I want this girl, I'm going all in because I know what the future is going to look like. Right. I don't want to miss it. That's what I had to commit to. I yeah. don't want to miss what God has for us. And I had said, like, God, I don't want anyone. I'm not pursuing anyone unless you bring someone to me. Yeah. That was the caveat I gave to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and trust me, I didn't per. I wasn't pursuing anyone. God brought Brittany. Like he literally did. Like her aunt and uncle were having conversations with her behind my back. Like they were planning things out. Like I was just going about my day. I I remember I met her after I came back from a mission trip we had with youth ministry. Like I knew nothing of this. And so God was working in the background and God brought her to me. And I remember thinking, I can't mess this up. Mm -hmm. And it was work. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a lot of crying Dang, on my end
1: Like it's like a bad thing <laughs>
0: it, it wasn't a bad thing but when you look back when you, i look back i'm like oh gosh you realize man how worth it it is if you don't just stay stuck in the moment but you have the vision enough to see in the future of what it could be
2: well it's just you remi- know it's reminding me of the verse where it talks about jesus and he was like i ain't trying to go to that cross but it says for the joy set before him, yeah, you know, he was able Christ, to endure yeah. it. And I just kind of yeah. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's real. Like, it does take work. And you do have to be able to see, like, okay, yes, this takes work. But this person is worth it. And I know that what we can do together will be greater than this pain that we're experiencing for this small amount of time. Because, you know, yeah. dated for two years. You said the first five years or so were kind of rocky. But y'all still got a lifetime. Like, there's still so much (laughs) way to go, uh, which is a blessing. Now, Bernie, I would love to switch to you because you were the one that had to go through the healing process. And obviously, I know Sammy had to heal on his own in some way as well. This (laughs) specific situation, because there's some people who have been hurt and they're listening to this, and they're like, I don't know if I can ever open up my heart to somebody again. Right. So for you, what Mm -hmm. was that process like to be able to get that healing? How were you able to trust Sammy and be able to begin building that healthy relationship with somebody? That's
1: great. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could say it was in the first year or two of our marriage, Um, and even in, you know, our dating, uh, but it was not, like you said, we ended up like starting having kids, and um, by the way, we have five kids. Um, and so... Oh, a it's, handful. That's the yeah. starting lineup. Go, team, go Yeah, on, go so it's, yeah. it's been a lot. Um, and so um, we had our last child um, adopted in 2019. Yep. Um, and so I was also going through like postpartum depression. And so dealing with that um and you know still trying to like navigate what a healthy relationship marriage looks like uh we went to a marriage retreat a couple years ago now and uh the lady was like sharing this story and she was like yeah we were like you know newly married and her husband was like we were five years in she's like newly married and she's like we're like that first five years is like so like you're still like navigating the waters of like what it feels like to be married and then to throw kids into it and move moving like places. Um, yeah. Like, it's still like, I'm so thankful. Like, you know, we've lasted and like, per- like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Just didn't give up basically yeah. because those first like few years were really rough, but um, you know, not having the trust and the hurt and <clears throat> Then going through a depression, um, it got to a point to where um, it came down to counseling for me, like intense therapy, um, mm-hmm. a lot of like traumahood, um, trauma childhood mm-hmm. um, and like working through that, getting on medication. Um, and so I would say probably the last like five years um, have been um, like my healthiest um, and also like, you know, pursuing my relationship with, you know, God and um, knowing what he says about me um and, and there's still like moments where like insecurity creeps in and where i'm still battling uh like different things that you know uh I always joke around that like sammy is pretty much like jesus like That's not the true. earthly. he's not, not true. um but, like far from it he's far from it but <laughs> i always like think about my attitude that i have and all the i have like about every day i was like you're so <laughs> <And> me <I'm>, like, <laughs> yeah I'm like how did I like yeah. how did I marry this man and so there's just like a lot of like you know you give like the enemy like a little crack and he's like in there like yeah you don't deserve him or um, uh, you know yeah. all these different things and so I still am like working on myself and mm-hmm. you know that's a daily thing uh, but I'd say you know for me it was intense counseling uh, therapy and and depression medication to be honest yeah. Um, yeah. That really helps me like heal and to be able to see like, you know, God, is, God is in the middle of this. Basically. Yeah.
0: And if those that are dating, this is one thing that we were talking about that we wish we did when we were dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's counseling. Like, if you know this thing is for real, mm-hmm. you don't even have to do it together. Do it for yourself. Right. Um, and this is one thing if we would go back to when we started dating, we would have gone through it individually. And Mm -hmm. when it got to a point of like serious and proposal, we would have done it together. And uh, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, what I want to say is don't get stuck in the stigma that counseling means you're weak Mm -hmm. or that you're all wrong. Yeah.
1: We call it the talking doctor in our house.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you just need someone to talk to And you need someone that will listen and won't just talk back to you, but can just sit and listen. But I think dating, no matter the age, we should say like, I, let me work on me.
3: Yeah. Even,
0: even if you're still dating, let me work on me because I want me to be the best for that person. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I want my best self for her best self. And so if that's the case, I'm gonna take care of myself, and that may be counseling.
2: Yeah, so that's good. So going back a little bit to something y'all mentioned that I, I think is worth going into. So you talked about how y'all would be on dates, and her uncle is staring you right across the the table, and y'all are all yeah. kind of break that down for us, and really. I'm interested because obviously you all were 19 or 17 when you were dating. And I, I don't want people to hear this and be like, well, they just did that because they were young and they needed to <laughs> party. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> for, for somebody that's 27 and 29 right now, 37, mm-hmm. 39. Is there value in, in that for, for going out with someone's parents or or uncles or, or
3: older couples, older yeah.
2: couples? kind of walk us through that? If, if it's not just a, I was a teenager. Thing.
0: Yeah. Um, I I like this this one a lot. I I actually was just talking to her. I was like, I think I've made a, a phrase about it. I think it's dating discipleship, mm-hmm. and the this is what I mean about that. It's uh discipleship takes mentors, and if you're gonna date and you're gonna be developed in it, you need mentors. Mm-hmm. It's it's dating discipleship. It's who am I getting around me? Mm-hmm to disciple me in this dating season Mm -hmm. and to be with me. And so I think you need to land on a mentor when it's a couple that's older, (laughs) but I also think you just need friends that's great friends that's accountable. And so I don't just think you need aunt, uncle, mom, dad to sit across from you. I think if you're 27, 28, 29, how great would it be saying, let me write down a list of people I look up to, like future marriage goals. This is what I wanted to look like. Oh, their names are in there. Let me pick the one I would love for them to mentor me. Okay, great. Let me call them. Hey, can you do this for me? Okay, now I've landed on that. That's kind of like a one-on-one mentorship thing, right? And then more going on dates and eating and theater, going to watch a movie, going to go to the things like that, develop your three to five core friends to be like, Hey, if I need you, you're all my favorites. If we're going out, I would love for you to come with. Would you commit to that? I think you need a core that will commit to being with you during the dating season to say, I got you. I got your back. Cause, um, we were young. And her aunt and uncle were there for us because we were still teenagers. But I think if you're 25, you 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 have people there, too. It doesn't have to look like family.
1: Yeah. I think, though, going back to, like, the book that we read, um, I believe they were older, like, the, the couple that was in the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it goes back to, like, um, you know, if you are... I think one of the things I had said in the book was like, you know, we're not going to be in like his apartment, you know, um, by ourselves, Mm -hmm. Um, like temptation, like settings. Um, Like if we go out to eat, like we'll drive separately to go there. Um, If we don't have like a, you know, a friend that's going with us or we're not going on a double date. It's basically like having that those people, yes, mentors are great, but that part was also like for a temptation, accountability set up for us um, because we did want to wait until marriage um, to have sex. And, and so that was a big thing for us. So like, if it was a movie theater um, you know, sometimes they're like really populated sometimes there's not. Um, And so we just wanted to make sure like we had people with us um, and then like, you know, not staying uh, together at night and, you know, different things like that, that would feel like a, a setting that would make it more intimate um, that we always wanted to make sure we had um, people because that is like a part of life and that is something God has created for us and, and it's an enjoyable part of life um, and that's something that the enemy and the world around us is just like, hey, do it because you can um, and, you know, test, test it out before um, kind of a theory. And so- um,
0: Yeah, it's, it's taking your time being friends.
1: Yeah.
0: Like dating- should be a beautiful season getting to know each other as friends. And your goal is that we get to such a place that we are calling each other best friends.
3: Yeah.
0: If if you can't call yourselves that. And so nothing else will come that will be healthy from it. Yeah. And a lot of times in dating, we skip to what we want from the person instead of learning from them. And so, like, if you don't know their color, their favorite color, you shouldn't move forward.
3: Right, like, you haven't talked enough. You haven't had enough conversation. You
0: you don't know. Yeah.
3: So one of the craziest (laughs) things to me that I always am like, uh,
1: like, you know, we have friends that are like, oh, yeah, you know, she wanted five kids and I only wanted one. I'm like, y'all didn't talk about that
3: before you got married? (laughs) Oh, they're married now and they're just- Yeah, they're married now.
1: And they're like, figuring out now that like they didn't want as many kids as the other
3: one wanted. And I'm
0: like, it's a big difference.
3: Yeah. I mean, y'all know. It's
0: a big, like, a big difference. Yeah. yeah, take time to hash things out. That's like a beautiful season. Hash it out. Say, this is what I want. Okay, this is what you want. Okay, what? where do we land? What do we want it to look like? I think it's like, you know, when we used to play Nintendo 64 or like the PlayStation 1 and things like that, and we always wanted a cheat code, because yeah. we wanted to get to like the next level, yeah. and I remember I always my brother would be like Sammy or Sa is what he called me. Yeah. He's like I I got the cheat code, and we would go to the next level. And then when we beat it, we're like, Well, what now?
3: Right? Or you get like, that, we didn't enjoy any, any of it. Cheating to move forward because you didn't put in the time to learn. Yeah. What you
0: yeah, we didn't enjoy it, and so a lot of times in dating, we we tend to just want to. The
1: key code. to the next level. We, yeah. we
0: want the cheat code. We're like, okay, how do we get? And then we get to a point where we thought we wanted to be. And we're like, ah, we missed that. Yeah. And so it's better to take time to get to a point where it, then to take, get to a point that you're like, oh man, I missed that. Oh man, I wish I could go back now. Right. Instead of saying, you know what, this is a beautiful season to get to know each other
2: right.
0: and let's do it. Right. Yeah. Let's get to a point where we can call each other best friends.
2: Yeah, I love that. And like you said, that takes intentional work. It takes intentional questions. And if you're somebody listening or watching right now, you're like, I don't even know what questions to ask. Like, we actually have resources for you on our website. We are just Great. There, um where you can go. And we have questions for everything from family to boundaries to communication to emotional. <laughs> so it, there's resources out there, even if it's not us. Like, please just find some Google. questions. Google um, so, <laughs> Christian, get a couple questions that just, you can yeah, date ask questions. with each other Yeah, uh, because yeah. We I did that as well. Like that really helped us when we were dating. We made sure that we would sit down. We're waiting for our food to come. We pulling up questions to ask each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. It may not feel like it, but it's good because it forces you want to learn how to communicate Right. because you're going to need to be able to talk and see how people process. And well, how do you talk when you're not in a good mood? And it just, it's just good. Yeah. Speak. Were.
3: I mean, I think it's yeah. even so huge, Brittany, that you were bringing up how some
2: people, um,
3: you know, don't have like really, really key conversations, you know, before they get married about what the other person wants, and honestly, just asking themselves what they want because some people mm-hmm. don't know how many kids they want or they don't know, you know, like certain, um, you know, parts of their life, and that's okay too, of course. But I think that, like, just like you were saying, Sammy, so much we want to rush, and I think. Yeah. That- Learning how to sit and be still And y'all have older kids than we do. So I'm sure you went through that whole <laughs> Like, Yeah, this is, it, it's time to calm down. Like just yeah. be present because if you rush through dating, then you're going to want to rush through the newlyweds phase. You're going to rush through, you know, every single phase of your marriage and you never really, you're going to get bored. Like you, that's one of the beautiful things. I think about building your friendship in the dating stage too, because you do, you guys do have to learn how to hang out. You got yeah. to learn. by God's grace, yeah, like, the sex will be great, but that's not going to take, up your whole day, like you know, yeah. <laughs> most of the time you're going to be on <laughs> like texting <laughs> on the phone. Like you got you got to learn how to like make bills funny. You got to learn how to like oh yeah, learning like watch each other shows. Like you have to learn how to be yep. friends. Like that's what really is going to matter because I think the enemy does such a good job of distracting us and making us think like the romance and the intimacy and the sex. Like so many people are so concerned about that. Like, Oh, we don't have chemistry. And it's like, well, first of all, yeah. this yeah. Boss. what the heck you're a guy I know. A like chances are, if you take the time to get to know somebody, you're going to, yeah. you're going to find things you like about them. It's just, of course, a matter of, is this who God has for you? Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I think it's so good because people, especially, I think the older we get people do rush more and more because they're like, Oh, my fertility clock. Like there's no option.
0: 100%.
3: But it's still like, and I think people, you know, your, your guy's story, you dated for a year and a half. It's really not a long time. It's not a short time, but it's not an excessive, you know, we know some couples who dated six, seven years, but I think yeah. it's a good kind of picture. Our story is similar. We dated for like a year and a half, but um, it's similar. It's it's a good picture because like you, it's not really about the time you date. You know, some people yeah. say, what's an appropriate time to date? What's too short? What's too long? But I think no matter how long you date, you can't skip steps. And if you have yes. really good conversations, some people, they're like, they're moving. They're moving. They're getting to know mm-hmm. each other. They're kind of like the Lord is speaking. You know, they're they're, yeah, they're yeah. involved. They're doing all the things they need to do, and they're married or engaged in like in three months. But then other people yep. together seven years and they don't talk about anything. <laughs> and you don't know, yes. like, you don't know what are y'all been doing? <laughs> like I don't get it. You've been distracted yeah. the whole time. So yeah, we're just sitting here. Yep. <laughs> oh <don't> no.
2: <know>. Yeah, <laughs> that's really true. So. <laughs> talked about how you all had accountability in your life. You had mentors. And one of the things I want to touch on with you all, because I mentioned it in the beginning, you all are launching a church, which is really exciting and amazing. And we have a lot of people on here who are in church, who are serving. Uh, I just kind of want to talk about that world, because we hear from a lot of people uh, who, honestly, they're not happy with the relationship Mm. between the church and dating and Mm. I set them up. Yeah. 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 I'm curious from your perspective, obviously <laughs> you've been in church for a while working in different capacities, You're about to have your own church soon. Like what role do you think the church should play when it comes to dating and people's journey in that respect?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think one, the first thing is I think the church needs to get uh, to a place where we don't shame the single. That's the first step, yeah. right? Because you have to first be single in order to start dating.
2: Right. That's how
0: you're born. <laughs> and you're like, okay. so, yes, yes. And so I think that's the first step because um, the reason why I say that is because I think we, a lot of times we force or just try to rush everyone to get married. Mm. And I understand the intention behind that. I really do and I I love that. But it's just what you are saying, right? In dating it takes steps in getting ready to date. Yeah. It takes steps. Mm. Right? And so what I always told some of my students before they started dating I was like, don't rush what you are not refined for. Mm. Like you are not ready for it and that's okay. It takes refinement, right? And I think in the church, we need to put more resource in preparing people to date, yeah, than forcing them to start dating. Mm. It's, it's, it's different. You're preparing them for what to come, instead of just telling them get in it and learn while you're at it. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's how do we develop resources? I was just telling Brittany, we were talking about we see a lot of community groups, Mm -hmm. right? That are like single groups, or married couple groups, or everyone welcome, men, women, we never hear of dating community groups.
2: Yes.
0: Why don't we have that?
2: Yeah, it's funny because that's literally our story. That's how this whole page YouTube podcast came about. Like, when we were dating... we are asking that same question yeah you know that was what seven years ago, a while ago and it's like where are the p- groups where's the information where are the books just for us that's part of the reason why we call it Yeah, just dating, yeah because we want to be able to dating. focus on oh. people who are dating and we actually started a connect group when we or a small group when we were just dating and we just had a great. With other people who were dating and it's so funny because like you said so many times it's singles or it's married, it's co-ed and there'd be people like, can I join? I'm not in a relationship. And we were like, no, like this is just for people. Who are- <laughs> yeah. And like, Secret they space. didn't get yeah. it. But like you said, there's no space for those people. And I think that's valuable. Yeah, I agree. I just Yeah. Want to say yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and as we talk more about, I, I I pray that we create that space. Um, And we are in a town that's a college city. I mean, yeah. a, big school and a lot of young adults a lot of college students a lot of trying to figure out this dating world and we were just talking with uh, a few students not too long ago and they were like we weren't ready right for this like we weren't ready we weren't prepared for this it was like just go you're 18 19 figure out college and figure out dating and who you're supposed to be like we wish we were prepared for this and so I think the church just needs to create an environment which is uh, shame free of like where I am. Right. Um, I read this thing (laughs) for Valentine's that was like, uh, we tend to put so much hype around singleness during Valentine's Day and Jesus was single and did far more than anyone could ever do. And he was single and never married. But um, it was just funny to see I started laughing. But it's that and then creating space for dating groups, creating space that, you know, also like I know churches that do events and almost like big conferences for like marriage.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Can we do conference for date, dating? Can we do events for dating? Can we create a space where they come and they actually mingle and get to know each other? I think the church is a great place for that. Um, I think we don't do a lot of that because we're like, you know, but we're putting them together. Are they going to turn out okay? Mm-hmm. Are they going to sin? Are they, they going to sleep with each back. other? Yeah. Starful. It's all of that. So so then we're we're limiting them because we're putting limitations on us. And I believe God has given us a space to mm-hmm. give them freedom to say, you're in this place. You're not perfect. I'm in this place where I'm not perfect, but it's church.
2: Mm-hmm. Can
0: we work this out? Um. So that's that's what I would say about that.
2: I love that. And it's so interesting because I feel like y'all perspective on this topic is really good because you did try to date really well. And I wonder mm-hmm. if part and you did date for you know some length of time. Sometimes a lot of pastors, it seems like there may be a disconnect from dating because one, either they dated really quick, like they were married in six months. Yeah,
3: you're about to get ordained, hurry up and find somebody. Or
2: or their dating story maybe wasn't the cleanest or wasn't the best and they don't really want to focus on that area because maybe they don't feel like they're an example. Like we know older couples who or just people in general who are married that don't want to talk or help people with dating because they didn't do it well, but it's like, well, let's help other people not make that same. Right.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
2: I, I agree. Yeah. Um, that's really. needed. Yeah. It's, I love what yeah. you were saying about um, like
3: being even prepared to date because like, I mean, just as you all shared what your lives looked like or what you were coming out of before you met each other, like that's so many people's story where it's like, yeah, I, I mean, we most of the time people of course like your first person you date is not going to be the person you marry and even if that is yeah the- yeah it's kind of messy in between like Mm -hmm. nobody yeah yeah. like when you become an adult like nobody teaches you how to do taxes nobody teaches you how to budget (laughs) nobody teaches you how to date like you're just out here like oh do we kiss now like are we supposed to have sex like this is what i saw on tv like yeah yeah. it's supposed to happen like literally like i don't know what to do with my hands like how do i go about (laughs) this and yeah like uh, this is (laughs) so awkward and then you just stuff happens and you just are like i don't want to I don't want to talk about it. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah.
0: Think
3: it's so good, but because we just do such a good job of like preparing for so many other things in culture, like how we have pre-K and there's pre-K too. there's pre-K for the pre-K for the pre-K before you even yeah. get kindergarten. And, and kindergarten's not even really school. So it's all 100 preparation for that. Like this, we don't on-ramp well, and I think yeah. That, what we have found is like friendship is such a good place for that because people will ask, well, how do I prepare for marriage? And I'm like, well, you really, I mean, there's only so much you can do. Cause like you all were yeah. saying, you're getting to know each other, yourself <laughs> and then you're yeah. getting to know the other person. And then by the time you get to know them, they change. And then you just, it's, you 100%. know, journey. Um, <laughs> but I think that friendship is such a good place for that. And mm-hmm. it's something that I think Honestly, the church can do a better job of as well as like highlighting that um, versus yeah. like okay, find a wife, find a husband like, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where your life begins is when you get married. But if you're not a good friend, dating is going to be yeah. hard, and then marriage is going to yeah. be even harder, Um, you know, and yeah. Face. But I I think that it it's it's such a good point. Like, okay, if you do want to get married, just like a lot of us grow up. At least I grew up knowing I wanted to go to college. Well, great, you got to yep. graduate high school first, and then you got to yep. finish middle yeah. school. Yeah, do that. Like, it's a yeah, that's good. This. Yeah,
0: it is. It is. I think uh, you said something that was so great. It's like the pre-K and the pre-K and the pre-K, and, the pre-K and then you finally go to kindergarten it's like the friendship and the dating is the baby stage of your forever relationship. Yeah. Like think about it that way. And if you have a baby, you're not giving them solid foods yet. You're giving them baby food because they cannot eat for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they shouldn't have what their body is not ready for. Mm. Right. And because they're developing. And so the friendship and dating stage is the same way. So nurture Mm. that friendship. Nurture it with baby food, not solid food yet. Right. Um, and if that's hard to comprehend, it's like, hey, it's like holding hands is probably okay right now right. to do and be be okay with that for baby stage. Right. It's probably not time to make out.
3: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right. Let's not skip to solid food yet. Right. Okay. It's just yeah. like knowing that friendship stage, baby stage, but it's so beautiful because what you develop during baby stage is that nurturing moment and how they grow up. And so and so how your dating will develop is how you nurture that baby stage in your dating life. And so I think you saying that, I'm like, how do we have four pre-Ks before kindergarten? Because we know it's needed.
3: <laughs> That's true. And I like how, I mean, I don't know the research on it of like how well do kids do in school if they do go through those other, you know, um, processes mm-hmm. or whatever the case is and like, you know, how well would, how much stronger would our marriages be if we learned how to be good friends before we became good boyfriends and girlfriends and became good fiances. And it kind of goes back to what was mentioned earlier about like, you know, skipping steps and Brittany, you shared about, you know, how we all have trauma and things to heal from, from our childhood and from growing up. And a lot of that is because we're given things that we're not ready for. Like you were saying. I mean, having sex before marriage, like you, sex is a good thing, just like you said, but if you have it out of its place, it'd be, you know, detrimental because you did it too early. Um, And Mm -hmm. even with making out, it's like, yeah, are you
0: you ready for that? Because that may lead to something like, you know, that may lead to steak and you're a toddler. You're not ready for steak. (laughs)
3: That's so good because I think it all boils down to like self awareness, like even knowing where you're yeah. at. The Lord asking Adam and Eve, "Where are y'all at?" <laughs> like, you know, like God. That's so um, good. That's that's one of the biggest I think you know, things that's been highlighted is like you have to, to even know what you're ready for. You have to know where you are. And Brittany, that goes back to what you were sharing about, you know, going to counseling, having those conversations, even if mm-hmm. you have an awareness of, hey, I went through this and this is how it affected me. And this is how it's affecting my marriage and my parenting now. But so many of us are in denial about like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want I don't want to touch that because and it, it is very painful, of course, like go back to your yeah. And it takes so much courage yeah. and bravery to do that. One hundred percent. So worth it um, to be honest about where you are, especially if you want to be married. So if you're if you're watching yeah. this, yeah, I do want to be married because you try to run from yourself, but everywhere you go, there you are, and your spouse is
0: yeah. Focused. And then you have
3: kids, <laughs> and they show up, they're little mini me's, yeah. they're, they're looking and <laughs> sounding like you, and you're like, "Where'd you get that?" From?
2: Yeah. <laughs> So we've been talking on, uh, this may be the last question. We'll see how it goes because y'all just be giving little dimes and we'd be having to follow it. Uh, but <laughs> you, we're talking about preparing for marriage. And I think an underrated way to prepare for marriage is actually by serving in the church. Mm. And I don't know mm. if you agree with that, but if you do, I would love to hear from your perspective because some, some unfortunately we're That's selfish. Unfortunately, we're <laughs> selfish and a lot of people need to know what's in it for me before they do it. And you know, the Bible even talks about like the harvest is plenty but the workers are few. Like yeah. it's hard it's hard yep. um, for, yep. for people to be able to serve at church and and I'm just curious if maybe there's a disconnect. People don't realize that as you refresh others, so you are refreshed. Like people don't realize that there is some reciprocity there. I butchered that word. Reciprocity? How you? I don't you know, know what you're trying to say. Reciprocal. I'm uh, trying to, there's another. There's uh, a word for reciprocity. that. Reciprocity. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, there it is. I did get a degree. Uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, Google all the. All right.
2: So, but in all seriousness, I'm just curious from your perspective. As someone who is about to launch a church, someone who's spent most of your life so far really serving and building God's church, I feel like there's so many people who are missing out on that aspect of their life. I'm just curious what your perspective is on that. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I mean, we
1: have pretty much served almost our entirety of our relationship from dating till till married. Um, And we were talking about this question earlier. um, And you know, I think uh, my love language is acts of service. Um, And so I think having a spouse um, that has that love language, serving within the church, um, you know, we all have the excuse of I'm busy or I don't, you know. Uh, So one thing that kind of just irks my nerves is like, when we were full-time like ministry staff at another church, you know, we have five kids that had to wake up early, get to church before all the volunteers got there. And then you know, somebody walks in with their Starbucks cup and like, I'm late or I can't make it. And I'm like <laughs> looking at my I've been kids up running for five around. Five hours. And <laughs> <the church. laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, we all have excuses. And I'm, you know, if you can get your kids to school on time during the week, if you can get to work on time during the week, then like you can make church a priority and get to church on time. <laughs> um and I think like just seeing what it has done like for our marriage to mm-hmm. be able to um, like serve each other yeah. and to not make yeah. those excuses because, you know, I could wake up one morning and be like, I'm not going to make your coffee because mm-hmm. I have something else to do mm-hmm. or I'm not, you know, going to make breakfast for us this morning because I just don't feel like it or I slept too late or, you know, I feel like serving in a different capacity within church just helps us to be able to serve our family well our marriage as well because mm-hmm. it's it's sacrifice like we yeah, have to know what's yeah. important to us um and you know to be able to see my kids like serving in different capacities um even though you know four of them out of the five are not even technically serving age mm-hmm. um but to see them, you know, stuff goodie bags and things like that is like teaching them at a young age of like what it looks like to serve people that you may not even ever meet. Uh-huh. Um, and how that like, you know, trickles into our home of how we serve each other. Um and yeah. we're constantly serving because that's what God um you know called us to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I <laughs> I think it's it's the simplicity in scripture when it says uh, you know, when scripture says, Jesus came down to serve. Mm -hmm. He said, he said, I came down to serve, not to be served. So, and that was God sending Jesus, basically himself in flesh, right? His son, but it also in scripture says, God is love. And so if you try to connect both, right, God is sending his son and the main thing he's saying why I came is to serve and who I am, my identity is love. So serving is tied to love. We we can't do one without the other,
3: Yeah,
0: right? Because it's a part of our identity. It was a part of who God is, right? Right. He is love and he's made to serve. Um, And so I think in the same way, if we are to love people well, we are made to serve them well.
3: Wow. Yeah. And
0: that starts really well in the church, in the local church, because it develops a character of honor as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we honor each other by deciding to serve each other. And that looks like really you develop that a lot in the church because yes. you're serving people you don't really know.
1: You don't know.
0: You're serving people that it's a pe- church is still a people business. You're serving people that. On There's Sundays, are, <laughs> they're not in their best mood at times, no. right? But you're a smiling face. Right. You're hugging. You're high-fiving. You're seeing, saying, what do you need? You're helping with children's ministry. You're helping with this. You're leading things. It's just developing this servant leadership inside of you that when you get in a relationship with someone, you know how to serve them well. You're right. like, okay, okay. They need me to help them.
3: Yeah. Wow. They
0: need me to do what I don't want to do, but right. I choose to because I value and honor them. Yeah. Right. That's what serving is all about. Is a lot right. of times serving is not what we want to do, but it's what we need to do because of value. Like we value each other. If I'm going to value her, I'm going to serve her. Right. And she can know how much I value her her by how my servant heart is yeah. towards her. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I just, man, if you're watching this and you have an opportunity and you have been putting it off, you need to start serving in your local church. Yeah. Um, and okay. trust me through serving, yeah. if you're you may failed, find, yeah. you may find the person that's been praying for you yeah, because they want someone to serve with them. And so, especially if you're a guy listening, man, yeah. if a girl sees you serve, Ooh. you're a whole nother level now. Oh, yeah. like, like you, these are some steps you can skip. That's a good way of skipping. It's, it's starting to serve. You'll skip that step of like, is he um, good? Is he okay? Is it'll, he, it'll, is he it'll well enough right to start talking to yeah. 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 And so I just think there's a lot of value in that. But I mean, it's what God has called us to do. And so if we want to love people well, we first need to vertically uh, be in in tune with who God has called us to be.
1: Yeah. One of our favorite like phrases uh, within the last year, which we got from the show New Amsterdam, I'm not sure if you guys have ever watched that, but it's how can I help? Mm -hmm. Um, And so starting that within like serving within the church of how can I help? Um, mentality, then, yeah, yeah, mentality, and then bringing that home as well um, in our marriage. That's been a question um, that we've just asked more um, of. How can I help? And so I think when we ask that that phrase, um, wherever we are, whatever setting we are, um, it just opens up new doors and new like opportunities.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. love, it. and <laughs> I love what you both said. And Brittany, you said something that. Made me think of this thought because you mentioned how it's easy for us to take our kids to school on time, or it's easy for us to show up to work. <laughs> I think sometimes the disconnect is we feel like those are things we have to do, whereas yeah. church mm-hmm. can feel like that's not something I have to do. And I think one way to maybe change your perspective if you're somebody listening and you struggle with this is whenever you do something you don't have to do, that takes your relationship to the next level. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you're serving and you're doing something you don't have to do, that's going to take your relationship with God to another level because he's going to begin to show you things that he couldn't show you when you weren't serving because... You are going to have the same opportunities to discover the purpose that God's put inside you. Now let's take yeah. an it and get to a relationship. When you do things that you don't have to do in a relationship, that takes oh, a yeah. level. When I decide to pick up Pauline's plate and wash it, I didn't have to do that, but that's mm-hmm. just going to take it to a whole nother level because now she feels love. She feels like I'm being selfless and that's going to help our intimacy grow. Not just in the bedroom, yeah. but just, uh, emotionally connected. Yeah. Connected.
3: Every you know opportunity, and even like when you're dating, yeah. like it's, and or even if you're trying to attract a mate, you know, going above and yeah. beyond, like those are the type of things where it's like, okay, like you are, <laughs> be, you're making yourself noticeable, you know, like when you have yeah. a service, and even. You know, I feel like I was, when you were talking about, um, you know, like serving and kind of like exercising that muscle of generosity, it reminded mm-hmm. me of y'all's story of, of dating and meeting, how Sammy, you said like, you know, okay, well, I have to prove to her that I'm trustworthy and that, you know, I'm not like other guys. And like, she has a, you know, I have context as to why she thinks this, but all right. Bet like this is the challenge. I challenge like I'm about to show her that I'm different. But I think that that takes you know that you had a heart of service and that you're like, all right, what does she need from me? She needs me to prove to her that I am trustworthy. I need to do. I need to say something, and I need to do what I'm going to say. But I think a lot yeah. of times like culture tells us with dating, it is like you mentioned like, oh, well what can this person offer me? And we kind of, it's like that soft life, like everyone's kind of like, okay, well I want this to be easy but then yeah. an easy dating experience doesn't prepare you for a difficult marriage. It doesn't prepare you no. for a strong marriage. It doesn't prepare you for a marriage that is filled with trust. Um, yeah. And I think that it is so easy for people to jump ship when you, you don't have those, you know, I want to call them moments of conflict, but like, just like that, those, those, those tough seasons and like that, that trust of like, okay, no, he proved himself to me. I can remember back when we were dating that, you know, he learned this about me and his response was, I'm still here versus like kind of hide myself. And I kind of had to like pacify what I went through so that he wouldn't, you know, like freak out. But I think that having that heart of service and like you said, because when you serve in church, people are crazy. I mean, and that's okay. (laughs) We were all crazy. We were all those crazy people too. Oh, 100%. We all had our, we all had our time, you know, that we needed it. Yeah. Be there for somebody else and reminding yourself of, like, hey, like, all right, everyone's, I'm going to treat everyone that gets their first time. And kind of Mm -hmm. like God's mercies are new every morning. And that's something that I've been trying to pray for myself every morning of like, all right, yesterday was a hard day. Like, today's a new day. Like, we're going to try again. And having that mindset, um, you know, like in marriage, in dating, in friendship, in serving in church, like, it kind of is, like you said the prep, you know, and you do get Mm -hmm. to, um, because as y'all know, I mean, one of the things we tell our students in just dating university is like, we don't just want y'all to get married. We want you guys to not get divorced. So it's not just, yeah. to, you know, find yeah. somebody who's cute and meets your list and they're saved enough. And like, all right, cool. Let's hurry up before my drop, my, my, and get married before my my eggs dry up <laughs> it's More about like, all right, cool. Like you found someone, what are you going to do with them? Like, yeah. You person, like you guys are going to live together. You're going to be married. Like it's so much more fun being with somebody who does have a heart to serve instead of you feel like you're, it's like pulling teeth, like literally with our childhood, Joshua, like, Oh my gosh, like why do I have to do things over and over and over again? You don't <laughs> want to feel like you're married to somebody like that. Like what I have to tell you dishes yeah. every yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Like, yes. You should want to do this. You should want to help. Yes. You know, like yeah, you know, we all have teenagers or we all were teenagers and we all, we had that, you know, that time. But I think like, it just, it's so funny because as an adult, I think we can convince ourselves, like, I'm past the point of service. I have a job. I have this. I have that. Like, I shouldn't have to do all these things, but it's like, no, this is what you signed up for. And even you saying like, okay, this person is a helper. And as females, like, that's literally what the Lord calls us is helpers. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. am I helping now? Like, Do I see myself as a helper now? Because if I don't, as a single woman, if I don't, it's going to be a lot harder transition, you know, when I do start dating and then when I get married.
0: Yeah. And it's developing sweat equity and resilience, Mm -hmm. right? And so, like, I also want to put this in here because I think this will go a long way. So, develop sweat equity and resilience on big things and small things. Mm. And the reason why I'm saying this is because. You want to serve in a big way, but you don't want all your serving to look big, Mm. right? You want to serve in the small details that you may not think is doing anything or showing anything, but actually means more to the person. And so, and a lot of this is developed in the church as well, but can go outside of the church. And so one way to develop that doesn't have to look big is when you're dating, gentlemen, are you opening the door, the car door? to the person you're dating? Are you opening the door to the restaurant? Or are you walking behind them and they're opening the door and walking in? And then you're like, oh, hold that, hold that. I need to go in too. Are they holding the door for you? Or are you holding the door for them? It's like, you know, when even with ladies serving in a small way that may not look big is are you willing to say the honest thing instead of beating around the bush and getting a guy confused? Cause they don't know what you're thinking about. Mm. That's serving them. That's helping them. So they don't have to be confused, but they can trust that you're willing to speak in an honest way that have are, and have their mm-hmm. back. And so, um, are you willing to just serve in ways that it's between you and them No one else may see it. It may look small, but it actually means something more, right? Because if I'm going to open the door for you to get in the car, that means I've built resilience when it's something big, I can do it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good because I think that like, we, it's so easy to kind of like, work our lives out of these opportunities to serve right especially if you live alone or you just live maybe you maybe have a roommate or you live in a situation where like you don't have to serve anybody and mm-hmm. i think that's one of the things people say um and this isn't of course to shame anybody who's like you know maybe you're older than what you want to be as a single person but like it's one of the worst things is when you live alone for a long time. And even when you stop serving for a long time, because obviously things happen season, you know, you have kids like whatever Mm -hmm. conditions and and you have to take a break from serving, but it's like, don't stay there too long because you're going to, your your muscles are going to get weak. Your serving muscles will, will go away. They'll diminish, they'll deplete. If you don't use them anymore. And then it's like, you know, you're believing God for something. A lot of times like, just like you were saying, being prepared, like a lot of times God doesn't give us stuff because it's not good for us. It's not because he doesn't Mm -hmm. want us to be married or he doesn't want us to have children. It's because if I give this to you, it will break you. And I want to be a blessing to you. Um, He wants good for us more than we want it for ourselves. So sometimes we have to kind of ask ourselves, like, okay, well, if this isn't happening for me, you know, why, why is it? Why is that? What does the Lord want to do in me? And that's what I heard when you were talking about, about serving in the church and just having a heart of service, it's like, it's not really about, like you said, what what can we get? All right, y'all want me to show up at 6 a.m. and move forward <laughs> and drive vans and all these things. Like, what's going to get out of it for me? Oh, you're promising me a spouse? It's like, no, but I, I know that the Lord will work something in you that will make you better. And you'll like who you yeah. are. <laughs> and then, yeah. you'll attract, you know, in God's timing, you'll attract somebody that, um, you know, will like
2: the better version of you too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. good. So, I mean, this has been really good. I'm so grateful for yeah. all of the gems that y'all dropped. I really think somebody's going to get a lot of value from this. Is there any final thoughts that you all have uh, about anything that you may have said tonight or anything that came to your mind? And if not, or even if you do have that afterwards, you can share as much as you want about your church and how people can connect with you all. Um, but if you have fun, yeah. definitely do that. If not, you could just go straight to the you know, your church and everything else. Awesome. Yeah. anything else? No. I mean, I think this has been great. It's been,
1: you know, I, I love like reflecting back on our like you know beginning stages, um, and just to see like where we are now, like all the hard work that we've like put into our marriage and um, the continued hard work because even though we're twelve almost twelve years into it, it doesn't doesn't mean that it's any easier. Um, you yeah. know we're tackling new hurdles now, and so like, what does it look like now for our our 12 uh, year marriage to like, you know, leave everything behind and then you know, uh, be living off savings to go start a church and move our family to another state? And um, so there's always new hurdles um, if you're growing. Um, that's you know if we're not staying complacent, um, and so. I'm just always really grateful that we put in all the hard work that we have and are continuing to do it. So
0: and still not done. A lot of hard work left. <laughs> yeah. And uh I would say don't despise small beginnings.
3: Okay.
0: When it comes to dating. Don't despise small beginnings. Uh it may look like nothing now, but the the things you put in place, the hard work, mm-hmm. the staying, staying in it, developing yourself, uh, staying true to the prop process. It's, it's all small. It looks like small beginnings, but if you have a vision of who God wants you to be your best self for someone else, you're going to stay, stay in it. Um, and I would also say, uh, spend time dating you, Mm. spend time dating you before you start dating someone. Um, and if you're in a, a, a season of dating and you're in a relationship still take time to date you. What I, I have the mental picture is, what would it look like to reserve a dinner for yourself? You walk into to a restaurant by yourself, you sit down at a table by yourself, the waitress is asking who's coming and you're like, it's me and myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you actually spend the time dating you. Who am I? Who do I want to become? Where's my relationship with God? How do I want to grow? How do I want my dating life to look like? How do I want my marriage to look like? Who am I to my spouse it's it's dating you before dating others, and I think that would be valuable mm. if more of us take time to do that yeah. um, and not just when you get married, it's done. I think that needs to be ongoing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you need to you need to one keep dating your significant other. Yes. And you need to keep dating you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a work thing. And that should never stop.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good.
1: Cool.
0: Uh, yeah. You yeah.
1: To- so I was just going to go into the church real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, Let so us like, know how wrap, how we can go. Wrap this up. Yeah.
0: Spray church. Yep. You said it right, Tim. That's so cool. happy that, for that. Let's yeah. go. So it's
1: F-R-A-I-S. Yeah. Um, means fresh and um I'm gonna mess it up because
0: our yeah. kid is faster. <laughs> <laughs> fresh,
1: French, right?
0: fresh in French. <laughs> um, one
1: of our one of our people kept saying Latin, and I almost said it.
0: <laughs> I know they messed it up, um, but it means fresh in French, yeah. and uh, it's directly connected to our vision statement and the mission of our church. Is uh, we want people to experience the love and grace of Jesus in a fresh, in fresh way, way yeah. and so. Uh, Fray means fresh. It's it's the same meaning, but a new way of expressing it. And we believe it's the same Jesus, but you're experiencing him in a fresh way. And so um, we would just love if you're in Georgia, if you're in Athens to connect with us, we would love to connect with you. Coffee on us. We'll buy your coffee. Um, We'll buy your lunch, whatever it takes, but we just want to love on you and get to know you. And we believe that God has called us to just Really create a community where Jesus is freshly revealed to you mm-hmm. through authentic and meaningful relationships. Yeah. I think we 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 tend to skip through what relationship really means to the body of Christ, and we want to create an an opportunity and an environment where you can really get deep in a relationship, and I believe then you'll start seeing what God can do through you yeah. in that as well. Yeah. I love that. I love So that April,
1: yeah. April second, we have our first like social meeting, mm-hmm. um, interest meeting. And then uh, we launched uh September 17th of this year and fundraising and all the things. So it's a lot. It's we're a lot going. of a lot of work, a lot of all the things, <laughs> all the things right now. We yeah. have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> we're, <laughs> so doing kinda, what yeah, we're doing it.
2: Yeah, we're doing
1: it. it. Kind of like marriage at the beginning, like you have no idea what you're doing. And yeah. no idea what you're doing when you have kids. And I feel like that's what we're doing right now. It's
3: just kind of like, okay. All <laughs> you all for this?
1: Look
2: all up, of it. All
3: of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I love the name. I love the meaning behind it. I think that's amazing. Uh, and I definitely believe a lot of people are going to get mm-hmm. that fresh revelation that they Amen. need. Uh, so what yeah. are socials where they can connect with the church and then connect with you all? If people are like, I want more information.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Instagram account, uh, at Frey Church. Uh, we're, we're in a great spot right now because no one has our name, so we can use Frey Church for everything. Um, but uh, Instagram account at Frey Church, yeah. facebook.com slash Frey Church. Um, and, um, uh, what was that?
2: Spell it for everybody. Uh, one more time.
0: F-R-A-I-S. F-R-A-I-S. The S is silent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Freight Church.
2: Awesome. Uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, even if you feel led right now to support, uh, they, they have a website where you can go on there, and I'm sure there's an option for you to support. Uh, there is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big fundraising goal, too.
0: <laughs> FreightChurch.com.
2: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So if you feel led, definitely um, bless them because we need more people out here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, To be able to help others receive the love of God in a fresh way. Uh, So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. This has been another episode of the W podcast. We know you got something out of it because we got something out of it. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for watching this video.
3: To get more Christian relationship advice, subscribe to our channel.
2: And make sure you check out our other videos as well.